Hello everyone, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. You're listening to your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined by my co-host Tom Walker. Hello guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time to uh, tune in to us today. So to start us off, we are as ever sponsored on this podcast by our friends at Matchbook. Go to matchbook.com and enter TFB Podcast at sign up and you can get a £15 money back as cash offer upon sign up. Uh, we'll run through all the details of that later on in the show. But yeah, please do check out matchbook.com for your uh, weekly bets and accumulators. Yeah, and uh, we're delighted to showcase the Safer Gambling Week. Um, so I encourage everyone who's listening to this to head to the Twitter handle SGWeek21. Uh, so this is a Twitter profile, you know, clues in the name just highlighting the the dangers and the risks of gambling. Um, Myself and Tom do a decent job, I would say, every show, reminding everyone this show is for over-18s only. Uh, We talk about gambling. Gambling does not mean that you always win. It means that you frequently lose money. And uh, we just really want to hammer home, especially this week of all weeks, for everyone to bet within their limits and and never be embarrassed about your limits. If If you throw 25p, on our trebles and, and they win. Good for you. It's uh, it's supposed to be fun. So let's do our uh, best to keep it that way. Yeah, please do keep it fun and responsible. Absolutely. Um, touching slightly on last week, very disappointing uh, for the trebles. Mine lost due to the Manu Spurs game, uh, not being both teams to score. We'll touch on that in more details uh, later on in the show. As for today... We're going to go through the Premier League as normal. We'll go through the Championship and uh, that's it really for today. The lower leagues are involved in FA Cup first round action. So uh, we're just going to keep it to the Prem and Champ for today's condensed show. Yeah, excited to get kicked off, Tom. It's a Friday nighter. Mm, Yeah, Uh, Southampton against Villa is the game on Friday night. All odds that we're going to read out on the show today are going to be taken from matchbook.com. Southampton have been priced up at 2.1. Villa, the outsiders, 3.85. And the draw is 3.7. And I was looking at this and I was just thinking, how do you want to spin Southampton? You could say they've got two wins in the last nine league games, which kind of paints them a little bit unfavourably. Or you could say they've got two losses in the last nine league games. So, you know, much more of a favourable light if you were... Say it that way. How are you spinning it? I will spin on the pro Southampton side, <laughs> mainly because um, Villa are like a leaky bathtub, aren't they? Just can't <laughs> can't hold any water. They're conceding goals left, right, centre. You know, had the last three Premier League uh, matches: three conceded at home to Wolves, three away at Arsenal, four. Last week at home to uh, West Ham. I don't, to be honest, I'm not uh, completely 100% sold on Southampton, but the way that Villa are playing at the moment, I, yeah, I'd pick them out of the two. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, I think, obviously, right now, on the, on the surface of things anyway, it looks to me like it's not going to be a, a ding-dong affair. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I think it's going to be uh, pretty tight in terms of goals scored. Uh, you've got Southampton; uh, they've scored nine goals. They are the second 
lowest. And then you've got Villa, who are around mid-table in terms of, of goals scored. Goals conceded. Southampton uh, have conceded less goals than Arsenal and Manchester United. And in terms of Villa, uh, they've conceded 19 goals, uh, which is the third highest. So it, again, it depends on how you want to spin that, but most, probably three quarters of the stats uh, are in favour of not many goals. So Tom, I would like to point you in the direction of Southampton and under 2.5. So that's Southampton mm-hmm. to win the game and for the game to be under 2.5. It's a very generous 5.4. And I think that is a lovely, tidy little price, especially with Danny Ings being injured. Mm, yeah, yeah, that is a good point. Uh, yeah, could be a nice little find for the Friday night there then. Um, let's move on to Saturday then. That kicks off with a big one. The old Manchester derby. Uh, Manchester United, the home side, they're priced at 4.8, which to me looks massive. Man U at home, 4.8, flipping heck. Uh, like the like 3 to 1, isn't it, nearly? Uh, nearly four to one, mate. Nearly four to one, yeah. Nearly four wow. to one. Um, yeah, the draw's four point two, so the draw itself is is just over three to one. And uh, Manchester City odds on favourites, the, even though they're away at one point seven seven. Um, personally, although you know Manchester United aren't in the best run of form at the moment, I and maybe I'm just being sucked in a little bit here by these prices, but. I can't just look at Man U at 4.8 and think that they're, they're that much of an outsider in this Manchester derby. Um, for one, they haven't actually been too bad uh, in this particular fixture over the last few games in the Premier League. Um, United have actually won two of the last three meetings uh, between the two sides in the league. The other one being a draw. They've kept clean sheets against Man City on all three occasions. It just seems to me like uh, whenever Oli is under a lot of pressure, kind of as he was against Spurs, got a result. And again, he's come under, coming under pressure because of the midweek Champions League result wasn't great. So you kind of feel that he'd be under immense pressure again if they lost this game to Man City. But he's got this knack of getting out of it just before there's the straw that breaks the camel's back. And I feel like there's just... There's something in me which feels like they're going to get a result out of this game this weekend. Um, so I'm actually looking at Man U double chance, 2.28. I, Tom, honestly, mate, this is why I love doing the show with you. Um, because I'm fully on the side of Man City, uh, mm. 1.77. Uh, and again, I mean, this it's an early topic that we're following here, but it, it just depends on how you spin your research, really, because... I look at the the fact that uh, Oli keeps scraping results out of nowhere. Ronaldo keeps saving them at the death. I, I see that as completely and utterly unsustainable. And I know it keeps happening, but eventually luck or a moment of brilliance or whatever is 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 not going to be enough. I mean, we're talking we're talking about a United team that in their last Premier League home game got lost. Uh, sorry, uh, well, they did get lost. <laughs> they, they, lost <laughs> they lost 5-0 to Liverpool. And Tom, if we recorded this podcast after that game, you would have been all over Man City. 
A win away at Tottenham under Nuno with him sacked and a draw where, let's be honest, they scraped a draw away at Atalanta. That does nothing for me. Absolutely nothing for me. Like, I, I, I don't want... I feel like Man United are being given a bit of a pass um, because they've got those two results. But I think if you have a look at those, it's not good enough. Flip side, have a look at City. I'm not going to you know, go through this and pretend that City haven't been beaten in the Man City Cup by West Ham and then beat by Palace in the Premier League. I'm not going to pretend like that didn't uh, happen. But I just think City's form is a lot less Jekyll and Hyde. It's a lot more sustainable. It's a lot more predictable. And I I think they're a better side. You're still looking at City with the second best uh, defensive record in the league. I, I don't... I'm just not fooled by a Ronaldo volley out of nowhere. That's not going to happen every game. And, and I'm all in on Man City. Yeah, no, I completely take all points. Um, and I take yours for the record. For, I get exactly what you're saying. For me, just Manchester derby, City are way too short, 1.77. There's going to, you know, we'll look through other games, look through the leagues, and there's much better things to go for at better prices. I totally agree. But we uh, we absolutely love having uh, having a bet on the big games, don't we? If we can. We do so indeed. We've got to talk yeah, about it. Indeed. Uh, let's talk about Brentford Norwich then. Brentford uh, short themselves 1.67 at home. Uh, the draw is 3.95 and Norwich are 6.2. So battle of the two, or two of the three promoted sides from the championship last season. Um, yeah, Brentford kind of stuttered a little bit in recent weeks, but you'd certainly back them to get back to winning ways against Norwich here. Um, three losses in a row for, for Brentford. Norwich still waiting for their first win after 10 Premier League games. So 1.67 for Brentford. Are you on board with that? Norwich have scored one Premier League goal in their last seven games. Uh, And their last away tie, they lost 7-0 to Chelsea. Are Brentford as good as Chelsea? No. I mean, I've got a million statistics here, Tom. um, But none of them carry as much weight as the fact that Norwich have played 10 games and they still haven't won yet. Yeah, dreadful. <laughs> dreadful. Um, two draws as well, by the way. That's not eight draws and you know two losses and no wins. That's that's two draws and eight losses. Get rid yeah. of them. Crap. Yeah. Uh, okay, then. Moving on to Chelsea against Burnley. Chelsea priced at 1.3, as you'd expect, quite short. Uh, Burnley, 13.5, and the draw is 6.0. I'm just looking straight down the line here of something we went for last week and the Chelsea against Newcastle game came in for us. Going to go for it again. Chelsea to win to nil. Uh, This week it's priced at 1.99, so just a slight shade under evens. Uh, Chelsea have won five of the last six games across all competitions to nil, so they're back to that resolute, defensively solid Chelsea that that we've come to know under Thomas Tuchel. Um, Head-to-head against Burnley. They've won to nil on the last three consecutive occasions as well. Uh, yeah, I just don't see, you know, Chelsea understandably short in the odds. And I think this is my way of getting a little bit extra value out of that because I don't see Burnley uh, causing too much threat. You know, Cornet's started very well, um, probably been their, their best player so far this season. But, you know, you think Chelsea should have enough to shut that down. 
took it straight off me. Uh, that's exactly exactly what I've got. Um, Burnley as well, Tom. Uh, one goal in the last four visits to Stamford Bridge. It's not quite Etihad level of no. uh, of uh, one sidedness, if that's even a word. But uh, definitely don't have a good record at the bridge. No. Okay. Uh, Palace Wolves then is the final three o'clock on Saturday. Two point six two for Palace. 3.2 for Wolves and also 3.2 for the draw. I feel like Wolves have done that thing where sometimes, you know, you you look at the league table and suddenly you're like, bloody hell, how did they get there? Uh, <laughs> they're, they're just, they're only four points behind Man City. Um, they're in seventh, uh, one point off the Europa League places, four points off the Champions League places, like I say, four points off Man City. Uh, yeah, on a really good run of form. Uh, but, you know, likewise, Sir Palace, anything that you fancy from this particular game? I'll be honest with you. Obviously, the Manchester derby grabs all the headlines, and rightfully so. It's a, a titanic clash. But I can't wait for this game. I think mm. it's going to be a really, really good game of kind of two of the best of the rests, almost, Yeah. Um, this season so far. I like the way that everything is shaping up in terms of goals, I think. Um, I like the look of over 2.5 goals. It's 2.4. Both teams to score is also an option. But I'm thinking, Tom, over 2.5 covers you either way. Because I could see Palace winning this. And I could see... Um, Wolves winning this like 3-0 to be honest with you like I have faith in both teams I don't think you'll get anything down the nose to be honest with you I think that's going to be really tough to pick but over 2.5 I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty confident in that both teams like Jimenez back on the score sheet that was great Huang looks a brilliant signing uh, I'd love to know how good uh, you know Leipzig are if they can just loan this guy out because he looks fantastic. And then you got Palace the other way, um, you know, looking good with some of the usual suspects and Eze and Olise, you know, kind of coming back to fitness. So, yeah, uh, over 2.5 for me. Yeah. Uh, if you do like both teams to score, that's another one, like you say, appeals to me. 2.02 is the price for both teams to score. So, over evens, which looks pretty good. Okay, finally then on Saturday, Brighton against Newcastle. 1.65 is the price for Brighton to get the win. 4.1 for the draw and 6.2 for Newcastle. Um, Recording this on Thursday night, UK time. So it is, well, it seems like Eddie Howe is the man who is going to get the Newcastle job. Won't probably be done, I imagine, in time for the game this weekend. I think Graham Jones is going to be taking charge of that one. Uh, but yeah, interesting development in the Newcastle managerial search. I was a bit, little bit disappointed that Unai Emery turned the job down because I was going to begin the podcast with a with a good evening. <laughs> but uh, no, how do you see this one? Brighton to win surely against this Newcastle side. I think with Newcastle until a new manager comes in, uh, it's just going to be rinse and repeat. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting, they're sitting ducks, aren't they? Yeah, uh, Brighton. I mean, they haven't won in the last six. So it's not like they are firing on all cylinders, but I think if you, you know, if you 
look at this game, Brighton will surely have too much. 1.65, that's a little bit short for me. Uh, I would like to see a little bit more, but I totally get it. Uh, just quickly, um, relegated three for this season. Who do you fancy at the moment? Oh, man, we haven't even discussed this off air. Norwich, 100%. Uh, I yeah. don't think anyone's uh, not going to pick them. I'm going to throw Watford in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw Southampton in there. Ooh, Southampton. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to not <clears throat> just pick who's on a bad run right now. Because if you do that, you, your three change every week. Yeah. Right? So that that's my three. Uh, the, the worry, I think, is Newcastle. And the only reason I haven't picked them is because I'm expecting not, you know, Haaland and Mbappe, but I'm expecting a, a, a decent amount of strengthening, uh, you know, three, four players that, that might get them over the line. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with Newcastle. I think um, they'll chuck a bit of money at it in in January to get what they need to to stay up. Uh, sure, they'll be hoping that Eddie Howe can get a tune out of Wilson and Ram Fraser as well, like he did at Bournemouth. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking at Norwich, Watford and Burnley. I think it's Burnley's time. Oh, no, I don't want Burnley to go. No, nobody wants Burnley to go, but I feel like it's their time now. They have you know, won one. In, they've won one in ten. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, I just think I look at the teams around them. Like we say, Newcastle should should be saved by the money in the January transfer window. Then just hovering above that, you've got Leeds. I think they've got enough about them to to pull clear. Um, then you're into Villa, Southampton, Palace. Um, I think Villa have definitely got a good enough squad. So Palace. And then Southampton, yeah, I think Southampton will get the results they need to, to stay fairly, relatively comfortably safe. Um, interesting, we both think Leeds will, will have enough. Yeah. I find that yeah. interesting. I, I imagine they'll probably get a good price for the, for them to go down still, to be honest. I'm yeah, probably. Check that off yeah. the top of my head, but you probably can. Yeah, it's going to be tight, going to be interesting anyway. Uh, okay, then let's move to Sunday. Arsenal against Watford. So Arsenal priced at 1.44. The draw is priced at 5.0 and Watford are priced at 9.0. Uh, I expect Arsenal to get another win here. Yeah, doing very well. No losses in nine consecutive games. Um, impressively just chuntling on uh, in head-to-heads against Watford. They've not lost in five consecutive games. Watford haven't kept a clean sheet against Arsenal for 15 consecutive games. Um, yeah, I, I just think Arsenal are going to have a bit too much for Watford this weekend. Yeah, it's Watford can't really put my finger on them so far under Ranieri. It's obviously been very, very, very early days there. So not trying to draw conclusions, but you know, I'm not holding him accountable for the 5-0 against what, in my mind, is the best team in the world at the moment in Liverpool. They're more Bayern Munich, probably. Uh, then they got that freak 5-2 win over Everton. And when I say freak, I don't mean they don't deserve, didn't deserve it. I just mean scoring five away at Goodison. And what was it, like three in the last 10 three in minutes the last, or five minutes yeah, or something yeah, like that? Just like craziness. Minutes, yeah. And then they followed that up with a 1-0 home loss to Southampton. So I can't put my finger on them and Arsenal. Hashtag trust the process. 
going around going along nicely 1.44 mm. yeah. yeah i'm interested in that should be comfortable definitely uh, interesting game up next everton against spurs 3.1 is the price for everton 3.4 for the draw and Tottenham are favourites at 2.54. So uh, Conte's second game in charge. So in charge for the Europa League game or, or Europa Conference League game uh, when they won 3-2 against Vitesse in midweek. Um, yeah, 2.54. I'm being sucked in by, one, the price, because it's quite a good price. Two, the new manager bounce, uh, the Conte effect. And three, the fact that Benitez is coming under a fair bit of pressure now at Everton. Uh, one win in the last six games, three losses, three losses on the bounce. Uh, I think it's probably quite a a nice opponent at the moment for Conte to potentially get three points in uh, with the form that Everton are in. Yeah, I think if he can, it will look a little, little bit better than it is as well because it's Everton. But yeah. make no mistake, Everton right now are... Uh, a bit of a shambles, to be honest with you, at uh, this moment in time. And it might seem a bit of an overreaction. You know, they're in 10th. Uh, and obviously, they had that really good start. But they've not won uh, in their last four. Uh, and they've only won one in their last six. That kind of... I don't mean to uh, pat myself on the back, Tom, but I did tell did tell the profit chasers that the, the form of people like Andros Townsend and Damari Gray and stuff like that, like, I respect them all, and I, I I like them all, but it was completely unsustainable. And I think we're starting to see that ugly head right now for yeah. Everton. Yeah, uh, as we keep saying as well, especially without Calvert-Lewin still. Yeah, um, Solomon Rondon. I kind of completely forgot that he was a thing. Uh, for him to be leading the line for a team with apparently a lot of money is, is pretty shocking. Yeah. Uh, okay, then. Leeds against Leicester is the other 2 o'clock. Leeds priced at 2.84. The draw is 3.65 and Leicester the favourites at 2.54. Um, I bah, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm <laughs> I feel like Le- Leicester are one of them teams where it's starting to become like when I think they'll, they'll win, they lose. When I think they'll score, they don't score. And then Leeds, I don't know what to expect from. Um, I'm expecting them to, to turn it around at any point. Both teams to score. It's one yeah. point. It's one point six. Uh, I think when Leeds have Rafinha, there's a chance, and I don't need to go through the the Leicester attacking uh, qualities. We all know about that. Um, but yeah, recently uh, Leeds. Anyway, um, the two of their last three, both teams to score, and then Leicester. In all competitions, uh, you're looking at uh, six of the last seven uh, that have been both teams to score. So that includes games in the Carabao and Europa League and all that stuff. So team selection can skew that statistic a little bit. But I I think if I was a betting man, I'd go on for uh, a 1-1 here, both teams to score. Okay. Uh, Finally then, on Sunday, we've got West Ham against Liverpool. West Ham priced at 4.9 at home. Uh, the draw is 4.2 and Liverpool the favourites at 1.75. This is another one where I'm kind of looking down both teams to score. 1.58 is a price. 
Uh, so the punters at Matchbook agree with me. Um, I I could even see West Ham potentially causing an upset here, but I'm not going to throw that as a tip at you know at nearly four to one. But it wouldn't surprise me if they did. I just feel like the momentum behind West Ham is is so good at the moment. You know they're scoring plenty of goals, full of confidence, uh, doing really well in the Europa League, doing really well in the Premier League. Uh, not Man City and Man United out of the Carabao Cup already. I just think they've got so much going for them right now. Um, they're not going to be faced by this Liverpool side. Not one Incredible. bit. Incredible, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What West Ham are doing this season. And equally, it's incredible what Liverpool are doing this season as well because they're hitting a, an unbelievable height. These are two teams who kind of are at the, the peak of their powers, to use a, a football cliche. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this game. In terms of, of betting, I really don't know what to make of it because, uh, of course, you know, when you think of Liverpool, Tom, the first thing that comes to your mind is is Salah and Mane and how many goals they score. And you, you'd be right because they're the top scorers in the league. But they've only conceded eight. And that's the third best defensive record in the league. And I think they don't get enough credit for that. Obviously, Van Dijk being back is, is ginormous. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I want to go down both teams to score, but I'm just not 100% sure because Liverpool have been good defensively. I, I have no idea. I, I'm just going to enjoy it, I think. <laughs> I yeah, think that's um, what, what my tip's going to be. Yeah, it's, it, Liverpool's defensive record is interesting because, like you said, rightly say, eight conceded is a really good record, but it seems like they can potentially be drawn into the ding dong. Um, And by that, you know, I mean, where they have conceded, they conceded three and a three all against Brentford, two and a two all against City and two and a two all against Brighton um, as well. So like almost like when it rains, it pours kind of with them conceding Mm. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Um, Yeah. And again, (laughs) Depends on which way you want to look at that, right? You can say that that's good because it means they concede in less games, but it also, you know, you could look at it and think, you know, wow, they've they've got it in them to to ship one or two in the, in the same game. So yeah, yeah, pretty um, crazy stuff. But going to be a good game, definitely. Okay, well, that's our lot for the Premier League. Let's just take a moment to talk about our sponsors at Matchbook. Yeah, so we're delighted to be sponsored by the good people at Matchbook. And they have given us a welcome offer for all podcast listeners. Uh, It's a 15 quid uh, welcome offer. Money back as cash if your first bet loses. So you just need to head to Matchbook's website, uh, www.matchbook.com. You need to enter the bonus code TFB podcast, as in the football betting podcast, TFB podcast. And uh, yeah, you'll be able to claim that exciting bonus. It's for new customers only. Uh, so please uh, read the T's and C's before signing up. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast, if you have any direct questions that relate to that offer. Yeah, please do check it out risk-free. Um, and I think it's worth saying, as we've mentioned before on previous pods, uh, Matchbook do offer a lot of the time, the the best value in terms of their odds as well. So if you wait until Saturday morning to get your bets on for the Saturday daytime, um, 
then you are likely to get greater odds on Matchbook than you would on your uh, traditional sports books. So well worth checking out for that reason. Yes, it is. Well said. Uh, moving on to the championship, Tom. Yeah, so the final league we're going to cover today, the championship. Um, looking at this, so thankfully it's not it's not a bit of a desert in terms of things to go for. There's <laughs> actually a fair few things on the face of it that I actually quite like the look of, which is good. Shall we get kicked off with Cheat Code FC, uh, who have got Mitrovic? Oh, it's absolutely crazy, isn't it? So Fulham are playing away at Peterborough this weekend, priced at 1.59 to get the victory. And I know, you know, last week I said on the podcast, I can't go against Peterborough because Darren McAntony just convinces me that they're going to be really good every week. Yeah. Screw Dara and screw <laughs> Peter for this week. Because <laughs> it's only going to go up. so far, isn't it? Yeah, they're coming up against an absolute juggernaut, aren't they, in Fulham? Um, I'm sure everybody's seen all the stats, uh, winning away at Blackburn Rovers 7-0 in midweek. Um, they've played 16 games, scored 43 goals already, um, which is mental. There's There were seven teams in the Championship last season that didn't score 43 goals in the entirety of a 46-game season. Oh, um, Forest, Forest being one of them. <laughs> so the fact that Fulham have scored it after just 16 games is is pretty remarkable. Uh, Mitrovic on 19 already and uh, we're only just in November. So scary the numbers that he could get up to if they continue as they are. But yeah, uh, I think they're a really good price to beat this Peterborough side who aren't exactly defensively sound. We'll, we'll put it that way. Um very capable of conceding twos and threes. Uh, they've conceded at least two goals in in four of the last seven games. And yeah, Fulham on a, such a roll. The last few, <clears throat> five wins on the spin, 4-1, 2 4-0, 3-0, 7-0. It could be another batter in here. It really could. Very scary stuff in that for, uh, for the opponents. I mean, you are, if you are... <laughs> any championship team right and you're you're coming off that 7-0 and you're thinking god please don't be us this weekend if you're a fan yeah and then you look at the fixtures and you think oh my like your heart just must sink yeah. like as a forest fan i am so grateful that we played them and we only lost 4-0 that's a good result that is it looks all right now doesn't it cracking result, <laughs> that. felt a bit disappointed at the time but Bloody hell, it's aged well, hasn't it? Very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that definitely is uh, is probably the outstanding bet, I would say, Tom. Uh, West Brom. I West Brom have been West Brom have been labelled with being inconsistent, and and I do I am on the side of that to a certain extent. But I also think that they are flying under the radar just a little bit. Um, they are in a weird no-man's land in third position. They're four points off Fulham, who are in second. And they are four points clear of Coventry, mm. right, <clears throat> in fourth. So what does that say? Oh, is it fair to say that Bournemouth and Fulham are miles better? And if... Those two teams didn't exist. West Brom would win this 22-team league. Mm-hmm. 
Is that fair to say? I know I it's easy with them fair. being in third, but the gap is there, and I think the gap in quality is there as yeah. well. I think um, that's fair. Yeah, so they're playing against Middlesbrough. So Middlesbrough this season, I mean, they were supposed to be uh, playoff contenders, and I suppose because of the way the, the league is at the moment, they're only four points off, but they feel miles off it to me. I, I don't... When I think of who is going to end up in those places, Middlesbrough do not even cross my mind, to be honest with you. West Brom, 1.87, so obviously under evens, odds on. Uh, but I completely get why. Uh, and in terms of the inconsistency, it's largely been on the road. Uh, West Brom have won six and drew two and lost zero at the Hawthorns. They've won four home matches in a row. I think they are probably... Second to Fulham, of course, uh, the one of the bets of the weekend, I think. Yeah, uh, completely agree with everything. I was going to say all of that. Uh, really good home record, haven't they, West Brom? I think uh, surely you can't go too far wrong with a Fulham West Brom double this weekend. Surely. No, might have to put you know, a, a decent chunk down. Obviously, betting responsibly to uh, to get a return, but yeah, looks uh, looks pretty ominous, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. So I was looking at Luton Stoke. Uh, quite like the price for Luton to at least get something from the game. They're 2.48 um, on the nose. If you want to have a look at double chance, they're 1.37. So a bit shorter there, but you get the extra, extra security, of course. Uh, on a really good run of form at home so far this season, they've lost just one home league game, uh, winning four and then drawing three of the others. Capable of scoring a lot of goals when it clicks for Luton um, at home. They scored three against Peterborough, three against Swansea, five against Coventry, uh, and three more recently against Middlesbrough. You know, they really can click and put a few past people. And this is a Stoke side who, they've won just one of the last uh, five games, previously lost three in a row before getting a draw and uh, a win against Blackpool in midweek. I think... Their draw last weekend against Cardiff, where they were 3-0 up and ended up drawing 3 all that probably feels like another loss. Mm. Uh, but yeah, creditable win against Blackpool, I'll give them that. But yeah, I don't think they'll go away to Luton as well and get a win. So if you want the security, Luton double chance, but you could probably get Luton on the nose for a bit extra. Yeah, big fan of Luton. Um, I, I think they'll, they'll go well uh, towards the end of the season. Stoke as well, occupying that last playoff spot. They, they've done really well so far, but I think I would bet on Luton to finish above them uh, come the end of the season. So let's talk about Blackburn. So obviously coming off the back of that 7-0, uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident that they led a couple of goals in. And uh, I also know that they can score a few. So... That leads me to, obviously, both teams to score between Blackburn and Sheffield United. Uh, 1.75 for the game at Ewood Park. Uh, Tom, I, I didn't really have Sheffield United down as a both teams to score kind of team. Maybe I'm still thinking of them kind of under Wild, Wilder, where it didn't really happen that often. Um, but five of the last six for uh, Sheffield United have been both teams to score. Uh, in terms of Blackburn, it's actually only two of their last five. But going forward, we know they can score goals. Uh, Brereton Diaz, 12 and 16. 
Gallagher's got five. Tyrese Dolan's got three and uh, two of them in his last two games. They look like they know how to put the ball in the back of the net. And Sheffield United equally, their goals are a bit more spread out, but clearly they know where to put the ball. And with that 7-0, I, I couldn't not read it out, to be honest. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I'm looking at a bit of a short price here, uh, 1.59. And it's for Swansea to score a goal against Bournemouth uh, away from home. So, yeah, appreciate Bournemouth doing very well, top of the championship. Did lose their unbeaten record to Preston in midweek, which is one of those funny old championship things where uh, Preston, who hadn't had an away win all season, go away to unbeaten, not lost yet, Bournemouth and uh, end up winning 2-1. But yeah, funny funny those things crop up now again in the championship because that probably coupon busted an awful lot of bets uh, in midweek. But yeah, Swansea doing really well. In the last few weeks, they've uh, they've beaten West Brom 2-1. They've beaten uh, promotion chasing Coventry 2-1. They've battered Peterborough 3-0. Cardiff 3-0. Um, I think what Russell Martin has been trying to implement at Swansea, it's start, we're starting to see the fruits of, of that now after a pretty patchy start. Um, they look like they're playing really well. Joel Pirro, Jamie Patterson, both in amongst the goals. Um, and yeah, I think that they can definitely get on the score sheet against Bournemouth. Whether they'll win or not is is another question, but uh, I think they can definitely score because even in defeat recently, they've been scoring as well. Yep, happy with that one. Uh, Preston double chance is something I like the look of. Uh, Ooh, they... you traitor. Ah, double chance, I said. Uh, 1.67. You think they won't lose? I think it will be a draw, to be honest with you. Uh, 1.67 for the uh, double chance. If you want a back draw, it's 3.3. 3. Uh, you are looking, Tom. Your your club that you support has the second worst home record this season in the league. Mm. Only, only, only worsened? What's the word I'm looking for here? I was going to say only bettered, but it's not better, it's worse. Beaten? I don't know. Not the only team yet. with a worse record <laughs> is <laughs> Cardiff City, who have been pathetic, to be honest with you. Um, Forest, just four points. You did one win. Uh, they've only scored five goals, Tom, at home this season. You can almost split Forest games in half, obviously. A lot of it under Chris Hewton, a lot of it under Steve Cooper. Things have, without doubt, improved under uh, Cooper. But still, Forrest struggling at home a little bit. Uh, in Cooper's time in charge, they've drawn at home to Millwall. Uh, they have uh, beaten Blackpool. That was their only win. They've lost 4-0 against Fulham, and they've drawn against Sheffield United. Some good teams in there, and just the one loss to Fulham, and some decent results. In terms of Preston, I'm trying to not jump on the back of their win against Bournemouth. By all accounts, it was a little bit of a smash and grab, just a little bit. Uh, but previously before that, I've been relatively impressive. Um, a 2-0 home win against Luton really made me stand up and kind of take note. I just mentioned how highly 
irate uh, Luton Town. Uh, before that, they'd beaten Coventry, sandwiched with a loss against Blackpool. But again, Coventry, you know, right up there in the uh, playoff picture. I don't think they're pushovers. I feel like they're just going to be an awkward team for Forest, and I can see a one-one. To be honest with you, I'm going for Preston double chance. Okay, year of little faith. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, I've got no more to go through. Don't, don't know if you've got any. No, no. Uh, completely spent up here. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go through last week's Bombproof Trebles. So I unfortunately uh, was let down by one team. Uh, I had Northampton to beat Carlisle, as I mentioned. They did so. They won 3-0. I also, Tom, had the absolute courage to back Bristol City to win at home for the first time in, I think, 19 games or something like that. And they did so. Uh, they beat Barnsley 2-1, who sacked their manager, um, I think, maybe the same day, day after. Uh, however, it was Harrogate Town who let me down. They lost mm-hmm. at home to Bristol Rovers 1-0 to cost me my treble. And it was a similar story for yourself. Yeah, shocker from Harrogate there. Losing Rubbish. Rover. Um, yeah, I had Oxford to win. They beat Morecambe 3-1. I had Blackpool on the double chance. They won 1-0 away at Sheffield United, uh, which left it rolling over into the Spurs-Man U game. Uh, both teams to score because we thought there were going to be goals. And there were goals, but unfortunately, they were all for Man U, uh, who won 3-0. So, yeah, that was very disappointing. And... Uh, I guess it kind of uh, was just that Nuno ended up getting the sack after that game because he deserved it for costing the treble. <laughs> Poor bloke. Unemployed. No compensation, I don't think. But Tom wants him out because he cost the treble. Yeah. Love it. Rightly so. Love it. Rightfully so. So uh, because there is a uh, reduced slate of regular action, uh, we are going to do a joint treble for this week. Uh, so this is the part of the show, if you haven't guessed already, where we're going to put all of our uh, tips and knowledge and research and whatever you want to call it into a treble and hope that you guys can follow suit and win some cash. However, uh, we do not win every single week. There are no guarantees. Uh, please gamble responsibly and keep your uh, stakes under control. I've got what I think is a uh, football betting podcast super banker. Oh my God. Right. Okay. Let's hear it. I'm going to put it in the Google Doc where we record everything as the yeah. super banker. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. So we are going to go for uh, Chelsea at home to Burnley. 1.3 for Chelsea. They're moving into the championship. We're going to go for the super double. So we spoke about Fulham away at Peterborough. Uh, they should get the win there at 1.59. And finally, West Brom at home to Middlesbrough. West Brom priced at 1.87. Uh, £10 example stake returns 38.65. So it's not the highest returns that we've ever done for bomb-proof trebles, but it's super bomb-proof, right? We're, we're looking for winners. If, if you want us to, to read out something that will return 100 grand, we could do it. <laughs> no problem. But we don't think it will win. This looks super watertight. I'd be amazed if this doesn't come in, I'll be honest with you. 
Um, you got to look at West Brom being the, the the weakest leg of this, and that's saying yeah. something. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Cool. All right, so that is decided then. Uh, let's talk fantasy football very briefly because it it's a bleak world. There's no light. There is no light in this world whatsoever, is. is there? It's horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, just, yeah. That's it. That's all you've got. I did okay. I went, I went, I went up to 179th, which kind of tells you how badly that I've been doing. You run a podcast and all you've got to say is, yeah, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Give the I just people... lost the words. Like... I know. I, Tom, I'm down to 252nd. Like, you can't get much lower, surely. No, I can't. I am um, one, two, three, four, five, seven off the bottom. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's okay. not good. Okay, so um, we've got a tie at the top. So our top 10 currently looks like uh, Philip Duna at 10. Then we've got Scott Strang, Peter O'Hagan, David Brown, Lucas Pisotto, Brian Grant, Joe Burrows, Oliver Hogben, Vincent Rayner, joint top with David Doherty. They're both on... 694 points. Uh, so congratulations to you two. Please send in your tips and mm-hmm. team selection suggestions on, on Twitter. We'd really appreciate that. Um, yeah, £20 free bet on offer for the winner of our Fantasy Football League come the end of the season. If you are not in the league, you're listening to the pod and you have more than 694 points or around there and you think you could, you know, you want to enter the league and give yourself a chance at winning the free bet, then please do ask us for the league code. We're more than happy to give it you. Yeah, we are. T underscore FB podcast is the Twitter handle. Uh, join in the fun. We did pretty well, Tom, uh, on Tuesday night with the Tuesday Twitter tips. Uh, we've got three of four. Wednesday was a little bit more bleak. That's when we backed Bournemouth and they lost their first home game or any game of the season. Uh, and we backed Barnsley Derby under 2.5. They decided to have a goal fest. And Blackburn Fulham, both teams to score. Well, we knew there'd be goals, but not all in one net. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of a hit and miss uh, midweek. But, yeah, uh, join in the fun there, uh, T underscore FB podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, preferably Apple Podcasts. But, yeah, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, please. That's it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, very weird doing kind of half a show. But uh, yeah, yeah hopefully well. hopefully, there's plenty of tips in there for the profit chasers to capitalize on. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to tune in. We will see you around. Yes, thanks as well to our sponsors at Matchbook. Please do check out matchbook.com and with the sign-up code TFB podcast for your £15 risk-free bet. See you next week, guys. Bye-bye.